millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. Today, we've got a great story of revenge sticking it to an insurance company. But first, a story from Denise the Nephew. I met my old workplace bully whilst he was on a date. So back in June, I left a very toxic workplace of 8 years. I mainly left due to having a breakdown from being overworked. But this one particular person made working there even worse on top of the excessive work. This guy was 1 year younger than me. He was a 30 year old man. The type of guy that appears to have peaked in secondary school. Very jock like mentality and childish too. He was part of my team of four. I was civil with him just because I had to work with him, but he was my workplace bully. Apart from just the general workplace banter, this guy, let's call him Chris, was relentless with his teasing. What would usually be classed as playful always pushed a bullying from him because he never knew when to quit. And if he noticed you were getting stressed or annoyed, he'd use you as a target of his teasing for the rest of the day. He would be super nice to you when it's just the two of you, but as soon as he has an audience, he picks his victim and he'll tease them constantly in what he would call playful. And if you ever got annoyed and stood up for yourself, he'd say he's only messing and make out like he's the victim. He's that type of person. One specific thing that he absolutely lost any respect I had for him was when I was still working there. Some ex-employee wrote a very aggressive and angry review on Glassdoor about the company. Just because this person used the phrase that I use, Chris thought the review was me. As much as I proved that it wasn't me, I didn't even have a Glassdoor account at the time. He was relentless with campaigning around the office that I was the one that wrote it. I also believe he told the boss that I was the one that wrote it once I left, and that's why I didn't get any freelance work from them afterwards. So after I left my workplace, my old team still have a group WhatsApp that I'm a part of, and we still talk almost every other day on it. After I left, the group chat went a bit quiet. I assumed they made a new one of them, which is fair, but the chat still kept going occasionally. I unfollowed and unfriended Chris on Facebook and Instagram because I just didn't want to be associated with him anymore. In the middle of the group chat, he broadcasts, Why did you unfollow and unfriend me on Facebook? Whilst also tagging me. He wrote this message at 6.30am. I woke up to this message broadcasted in the group chat. It pissed me off. So I was honest and said that he's a bully and instead of making a big thing of it, I'd rather just remove him from the equation. I also said that it was immature of him to do this over the group chat and not in private. He didn't say anything, he just left the group chat and blocked me on everything. The group chat pretty much died after that. I was, at the time, livid. This 30 year old man set fire to the group chat, saw what I said and then ran off. I thought it must be a blessing in disguise because I finally got to say what I wanted to him and I now don't have to acknowledge him again. But I was wrong. Skip to three months later, me and my husband are walking through town and stopping off at a pub to get some grub, and lo and behold, I see Chris there with a new girl I hadn't seen before. I was feeling extra confident and decided to approach. I went and said, hey Chris, long time no see, with a big grin on my face. 
Chris looking like a deer in headlights, the perfect kind of red cheeks. I asked him, how are things? You doing well? And he replied in a very normal way, clearly not wanting the conversation to continue and looking awkward as freak in front of his new girl. She asked how we knew each other. I generously waited for Chris to say we used to work together. So I added on to that. Yeah, it's quite funny, really. Chris used to be my workplace bully. He's the reason why I struggled financially after I left my old job, because he accused me of writing a hostile review to the company, which I proved I didn't do, and lost me a lot of freelance work because of it. He was gobsmacked, face redder than a traffic light, the new girl clearly looking confused and uncomfortable. Neither of them responded. I didn't want it to carry on much longer, as it wasn't really fair on her, but just to add salt to the wound, I said, so is this your new girlfriend, Catherine? Or is this Georgia? What happened with Sarah, since someone said you were still with her last week? All of those are completely true. He gets around. This girl goes from confused to angry in the blink of an eye and just stares at Chris. I just say, oh, whoops, I really put my foot in my mouth, haven't I? I better go. It was nice seeing you again, Chris. And walk off. My husband, whilst he felt bad for the girl, which I did too, but to be fair, I might have saved her from inevitably being dumped by him a few weeks later when he gets bored of her, was very proud that I finally got my closure revenge on him. It feels amazing. Like, I feel petty as freak, but it felt good for there to finally be some consequences to this Chris guy being a jerk. This brings up a good moral dilemma. If you know somebody as, like, a mere acquaintance, you don't really know them that well, but you know they get around and that they've been seeing multiple people recently and you see them out with another person, is it justifiable to mention such a thing or is it really just none of your business? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from The Last Noel, 20 plus year revenge. The best revenge is living well. I grew up in a white trash Trump town where pasture parties were a big deal basically a keg or two on a field on someone's land with a bunch of drugs. During my junior year of high school, a few guys in their early 20s crashed one of the parties and were being creepy with the girls and aggressive with the guys. It was 100% a high school party and they were definitely not wanted or invited. I got asked to try and get them to leave and went with a couple of friends to try and run them off. It didn't go well ended with a classic bro-off where we were all talking crap and bumping chests, threatening each other. Very cringy in retrospect. Nothing came of it and I thought they were leaving. 10 or 15 minutes later, sucker punched. The guy waited till I was alone and ran up on me and completely destroyed me with a punch I never saw coming. Then he got on top of me and hit me many times until my friends ran over and stopped him. I was surprisingly okay, but my teeth were pretty chipped up. It's not super noticeable, but I notice, and my jaw still doesn't align 100% right. Anyway, it's been 23 years since then. I'm married, beautiful wife, baby, house, car, job, live in a great neighborhood in Austin. Everything's wonderful. I'm filling up at a gas station one day, and the dude who sucker punched me walks down the sidewalk, homeless. A junkie, a complete loser. I'm positive it's him because I'm friends with his sister on Facebook and had seen pics of him somewhat recently. He has a very identifiable face tattoo. I call his name out. He looks at me. I smile. My wife's in the passenger seat of the car, our nice new car, and our safe, perfect neighborhood with our daughter in the back. How's it going, man? Been a while. He recognizes me, looks at me like I'm an alien from another planet, a ghost from a different lifetime, says nothing. I smile, 
a genuine warm smile. See ya, be well, get into my car and drive home. The best revenge is living well. Do you think it's overly petty to hold a grudge against somebody who did something like that to you when you were younger? Or let's say even if it was like a one-time thing where they chipped your teeth, is it fine to get satisfaction out of years later seeing them homeless kicking cans down the road? Is it fine to be particularly delighted from that? By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from a girl, a dog, and a jeep. Don't be a jerkhead neighbor if you don't like waking up at 5.30 in the morning. So I have these two neighbors and both suck. They're both old, retired, baby boomer jerks. One of them is just a nasty freaking pervert in general, has made a barrage of sexist and outright nasty comments towards me, tried to feel me up on multiple occasions, tried to use my fiancé and I for money, then went around spreading rumors about us like how I was sleeping with every guy in town and how my fiancé was a woman beater and fake crap like that. He went to such an extreme with it that we started fighting over the crap constantly and actually broke up for a while until we found out that he was the source of all the drama. The other neighbor is also a huge jerk. His favorite thing to do is arrange his cars in a way that they block the whole driveway so no one else can get in and out and leave it like that for hours. At the same time, I had a friend coming over to pick me up one time who sat in the driveway for all of two seconds while I walked up to her car and he had a hissy fit over it. He also currently has a boat parked on our property and refuses to move it and the cops won't make him and he has a truck that he likes to redline non-stop for hours as well as just being a general jerk anytime I've ever spoken to him. Now this is nowhere near being a complete list of all of their butt hattery but I think you get the picture. Safe to say both my neighbors are d-bags. I also started a new shift in my job recently which has me leaving the house at 6am every day. I've noticed over the past few weeks that neither of the neighbors are ever up at this time, so I got an idea. If you didn't read my username, I'll just tell you that I drive a Jeep. This is my second Jeep and it's identical to the first one in every way, except it's a different color and it still has the muffler. I mention this because that's the only reason I know just how ridiculously, stupidly loud these particular Jeeps are without mufflers. You can't even talk to the person next to you inside the car without having to yell. Just idling next to someone's house will wake them if they're asleep. Perhaps you can see where I'm going with this. I'm cutting the muffler off it this weekend, and as it gets colder, I may have to start going outside a little while before I leave so it can warm up. It's an older Jeep, so it could take a while. Of course, I would rev the engine just a bit to help it warm up faster, though. Anyways, I hope those two old jerks enjoy waking up at 5.30 in the morning every morning. Before anyone gets mad, I want to say that I've thoroughly scouted out a new route to my work that doesn't pass through any residential areas or anywhere that an extra loud jeep might be bothersome at that time of the morning. I live in a pretty rural area, so it wasn't hard. The way I'll be going doesn't take me past any other houses, just a few old back roads no one lives on, and then I'll hit the highway, which is filled every morning on my way to work with other extremely loud vehicles anyway. No one's going to notice one more loud car in a sea of other loud cars. I also won't have to worry about getting pulled over, since the laws and that stuff are kind of lenient here. And the cops gave up for pulling people over for loud mufflers a long time ago. I'm also in the market for another car as well, so I'll have something more quiet to drive, should circumstances require it, so not to worry. 
I've planned ahead and made sure the only two people I'll be bothering are the two jerks that live next to me, and they very much deserve it. They're going to live out the rest of their retirements waking up bright and early. Honestly, I think it's more surprising to me than anything that they aren't up at that hour. To me, I don't know why, it just seems like people who are retired, they tend to just be up at like 5 in the morning for no reason. Like, I feel like you hear plenty of stories where you have like a snooping retired neighbor, and you always hear a random story here and there about some neighbor complaining about something happening at 4 or 5 in the morning, or how some elderly person's just keeping an eye out and seeing everything that's going on even before the crack of dawn. Our next story is from the Angry Octopus. Oh, don't like your garage sale clientele? Stopped at a garage sale, asked about this silver commemorative coin, Franklin Mint. $10. Was about to let him know that this was .999 silver and he should sell it for scrap when he starts complaining about all the darn Mexicans and Latinos who come and don't speak English and yada yada yada. So, I paid him his 10 American dollars and stopped by the coin shop on the way home. They were paying $20 for an ounce of silver. I'll take your $250, you racist jerk. I mean, ignoring all the blatant racism. What happened in the story is a topic I've thought of as far as ethics go for a while. When you're doing business, you know, whether it's like a pawn shop deal or you're just doing garage sale type stuff, if you identify something that is grossly underpriced, and like you know you can flip it for like let's say 10, 20, maybe even more multiples beyond that times that? Is it ethical to not say anything and just snatch it up? Should you be honest and give them a more reasonable price? Is it more ethical to inform them that what they have is worth a lot more than what they're trying to get? Or is that just a part of the game and you just swoop up that profit? Our next story is from Intelligent Stop 5564 Oops, you shouldn't have been a jerk who left your phone in my cab. About six years ago, I worked for a few months as a taxi driver. The most profitable time of the week was Friday and Saturday nights. We would troll the bars and strip clubs and pick up people who had a few drinks and didn't want to risk a DUI. Most customers were good people, not falling down drunk and tipped well. During bar rush, I usually only agree to go to certain parts of town so I could get as many people as possible. This couple lied to me about where they lived by saying it was by a certain business. Just a little further, just a little further. Finally, they admitted they lived in a rural area miles out of town. They lied because several taxis wouldn't take them. I was halfway there at that point. If I turned around, I wouldn't get paid. So I finished the drive while the man ranted about how greedy we all were. He tipped me $1. So instead of earning $60 that hour, I lost money. Halfway back, I heard a phone ring on my taxi and decided to turn it into lost and found. They could pick it up the next day. Then dispatch called, told me about the long litany of complaints this couple had made about my unprofessionalism and rudeness. Everything dispatch said was fictitious and made up. At the end, dispatch said, They accused you of stealing their phone and insist you drive it back or they're going to call the police. I pretended to look around for it and said, they were a couple of belligerent drunks. They probably... Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Left it in the bar. It's not here. Dispatch believed me because they were belligerent to him and no one had ever complained about me. R.I.P. little phone. It got tossed when I cleaned up at the car wash. I mean, it sucks to lose your phone, but man, I feel like I would want to do the exact same thing in OP's shoes. These people sounded like they sucked. And then they stiff you because they feel like they got stood up because their place is just so ridiculous for any taxi driver to drive out to. I mean, hey, I get it. If you're a little out there, it's hard to get an Uber, but you went and tricked this guy. They stuck with it. And then you stiff them? They deserve to lose that phone. Our next story is from Ike of Ice. Manchild X wouldn't pay for his own phone. About 10 years ago, I added my boyfriend at the time, we'll call him Tim, to my cell phone plan. He was 20 or 21 years old at the time, living at home with mommy. We were in college and had a decent part-time job. He didn't have credit, so he couldn't get his own standalone phone plan. He offered to pay his part of the bill, so I agreed and we got him all set up. We were together for about a year. He always acted like he was ashamed of me in public places, so we hardly ever went out. When we did hang out somewhere other than his mom's house, we were either at an event for him, a store for him to blow all his money on magic cards or wrestling figures, or at music and video shops where he would spend even more money on wrestling documentaries or albums by cover bands. This was a bi-weekly series of events. If I wanted to go to a particular store, no. If I had some event that I would like him to go see with me, no. He went to one concert with me because we were two hours from home and no one would see me. At his local wrestling events, if I was near him and someone came to talk to him, he would block me and never once introduced me. I was basically there to record his matches, but I was young and dumb and thought I couldn't do better because of a lifetime of brainwashing, story for another time. Shortly before we broke up, I found out that he'd been talking to another girl the first six months that we were together. She was his backup plan. I lost my crap when I found out about this. Things went downhill from there when he also admitted to hanging out at a girl's house to work on art projects. Without saying anything to me, I had enough and broke it off. Numerous times I told him he needed to get his own cell plan. He had stopped paying his part months before we broke up. He kept making excuses that he didn't have the money, see all the junk he bought above. I finally got tired of his crap about two months after we had split. I called the service provider and asked to get his phone line removed from my account. About an hour later, he started messaging me on Facebook because his phone wasn't working. I played dumb and acted like mine wasn't working either. I told him I'd message the provider and find out what was going on. The next day, he messaged me again asking for an update. I told him the account had been suspended by accident when I tried to adjust my plan. I told him it would be at least another day before it was sorted out. 
He messaged me on Facebook again the next day, and I told him my plan got cancelled, and I had to open a completely new account without his on it. He got so mad and had to put down a $500 deposit to recover his phone number. I'm still proud of myself. I feel like OP didn't have to go so far in trying to like lie about the phone plan stuff. I mean straight up just tell him honestly like he was mooching, you're not together anymore. Tell him to go beat it and take his phone line with him. I will say though, in the days of two-factor authentication, if you don't maintain that phone number, you can be screwed. Our next story is from Hokey Pokey Guest List, Bucket Woman vs. The Snakes, and Robo Sprinkler again. Still here, still pregnant, and still petty. I feel like that should be on a t-shirt. Our new fence goes up next week, so hopefully this is our last hurrah with her visits. Setting the scene, we can turn off the robo sprinklers to work in the front garden, but this involves accessing the garden tap from the backyard, and the height of the side fence means whoever does this is hidden from next door's view. After the devastation of the rosemary, Martin cut it back one lunchtime when he was working from home, in a business suit, tie, and gum boots, I might add. So he came outside, pruned the plant, discreetly dropped some rubber snakes around the garden, did some cheerful whistling, and left all without setting off the sprinklers. Bucket Woman watched this from next door. Next, we hired a rubbish skip and cleared up the hard waste pile. We roped in family and friends and offered to feed them and let them toss their own junk into our skip in exchange for their labor. Dad had a sausage sizzle going and I was in charge of soup and hot drinks. Not in the same mug, that would be unpleasant. The sprinkler boys had a rubber snake fight in the front yard. By the end of the day, we could park a car in the garage and most of the hard waste pile was in the skip, which was in the driveway. Only the original fence posts remained because the holes under the fence were still there. So Martin and Aid, my brother-in-law, sighed dramatically and put them back. Because we had people everywhere, we turned off the robo-sprinklers. Bucket Woman spent most of the day in her front yard watching. Occasionally someone would smile and wave and she would disappear inside for a few minutes, then come back out like she was on an invisible string. At the end of the day, we closed the gates and turned the robo-sprinklers back on. Then we listened to the human bin chickens going through the skip and stumbling across the robo-sprinkler sensors. Smug satisfaction doesn't begin to describe the feeling. Then Bucket Woman complained to the council that our garden was full of rubbish, the grass was overgrown, and there were snakes in our garden. She's been whining about rubbish and grass ever since I moved in, so the snakes gave her something new to complain about. Council inspected our garden. The back garden is neatly maintained. Martin even mows patterns into the grass, and the fence posts are neatly laid along the fence. In the front yard, some naturally colored, clearly fake rubber snakes are seen basking. The council officer asked if we'd had trouble with real snakes. Martin said no, but we'd call the snake catcher if we did. Australian reptiles are protected, and you can only remove snakes if you're licensed. That was about it. The council officer left. No infringement notice issued. Bucket Woman watched Martin and the council officer standing in the front yard, and not a drop of water on them. This must have emboldened her, and you can probably guess what happened that evening as we were getting ready for bed. I say, did you remember to turn the robo-sprinklers back on? Outside, sound of robo-sprinkler one firing on the enemy. With much yelling and even a touch of unladylike language, Martin says yes. Yes, I did. Apparently, OP has this neighbor who has been just eyeing everything OP and their partner does. 
constantly trespassing on OP's property and basically getting into all kinds of hijinks with OP. There's been, what, eight stories, I think, here? Eight different Bucket Woman revenge stories. It's darn near unbelievable, and I would be sick of a neighbor like that. Our next story is from Mega Cisos. Made homeowner's insurance pay triple what I was asking for. I had some flooding in one of my bathrooms back in January 2022. Water went to the master bedroom and got the wood floor wet. Called a plumber and contractor right away. They cut the walls and put fans to dry the water. Filed a claim, had the inspection, and they assessed the damages. 75 QT to replace the wood floor, labor, patching walls, painting. I told them that there were plumbing issues and they were going to cover all of it. First check was for around $2,100 and the second check was for around $5,600. I found out that they don't make the same tongue and groove for the wood floor. This is a problem because my whole house is interconnected. So the wood floor from the living room is connected with tongue and groove all the way to the master bedroom and every single room. I decided to skip ordering new floor. I then decided to order a different new floor for one of the small bedrooms and use that wood floor to replace the damaged floor in the master bedroom. After I deposited the second check of $5,600, a few days later I received a letter from the bank that they refused or cancelled the check and I also had a chargeback for the bounced check. I called the insurance and they said they were not going to cover the plumbing after all. I then found out that they don't cover plumbing problems, which I was okay with, but now I had all these expenses and no money to cover them. The first check didn't cover all of the damages that the plumber and contractor's work that was done. Q Petty Revenge I called my sister who's an interior designer and who worked with tile floor and kitchen granite. She's worked with plenty of contractors and insurance claims due to X damage to the house. She told me that because I couldn't find the exact floor to match my current floor, that the insurance now has to pay to replace the floor on the whole house. The person who I was dealing with all of a sudden was no longer with the company. I then was assigned a different agent with my issue. It took months to do everything again, explain the problem, submit paperwork, a new inspection, etc. I was determined to not let it go. It finally got approved and I received a check in the mail for $23,700 and today it finally cleared. I didn't say anything in case the stupid insurance company cancelled the check again. I can finally start the work in my house that has been overdue for 8 months. I think this just goes to show that it's nice to have some acquaintances or relatives or friends that just know their stuff when it comes to like legal issues, insurance issues. At least in America, I've always heard the saying, if you want the best healthcare plan possible, marry a doctor. Our next story is from Chuck Yeah Farley, her small petty revenge on a breakup. Short and sweet here, girlfriend and I were together for a few years, but her temper became too much to stand. I tried, I really did. Even during the breakup, I'm surprised the cops aren't called. But when we were together, we linked our accounts. Utilities, internet, rent, phones. During the breakup, we divided them back up. She set up the account, so I let her be the one to unset them up. Now, every time I log into Verizon Wireless, it says, Hello, welcome, idiot. It would be easy to fix that, but I'll let her have that little victory. Hardly a priority, and it's just too darn funny. I mean, you're definitely not really suffering. Honestly, I would probably keep it too because it does sound kind of funny. Just imagine you go to like check your bill for your internet bill or your phone bill and it just says, Welcome back, idiot. Happy to see you today, moron. 
Honestly, it brings a little levity to the fact that I'm about to pay probably way too much money for my phone bill. This next story is from Little Witch Boy. Break my drawing tablet? Prepare to suffer. I believe it was like two years ago now. My brother stole and broke my Wacom drawing tablet on purpose. To this freaking day, he denies it even though we found it in his closet. So, whenever I get the chance, I do something that will inconvenience him. Pluck a single plant up and leave the rest in the pot. Screw the top of his bottle on crooked so it spills out the side. Delete only his most recent game saves so he loses just a tiny bit of progress. Move something only slightly in his room so it's off a little. I keep putting random stuff in the chair he sits in so it's lumpy and uncomfortable. Mainly rocks, since I collect rocks and have a ton. Misplace a single sock so the pair's gone. Move one of his shoes to the other side of the house so he has to go looking for it. That drawing tablet was my lifeline and he stole and broke it. And you better not mess with me. I'm petty. Honestly, I subscribe to the level of petty that OP went to here. And they gave some darn good ideas on some just small, petty revenges that would make you happy, but would almost probably go unnoticed by the person. Things that would definitely annoy them, but they wouldn't necessarily just like connect it with anything that's intentionally done as a revenge against them. And our final story of the day is from DMoney1881, saw old client while drinking. I'm a realtor in a small town. And if you've worked in real estate, you know how cutthroat it can be. And if you've worked in real estate in a small market, you know how frustrating it can be to lose clients on a whim. My coworker had been working with this couple for over a month, had shown them a bunch of properties, talked to them every other day, etc. One weekend, she asked me to show them some houses as she was pregnant and had some things to take care of. It turned out that I knew them and showed them. So I spent the day showing them some four or five houses, chatting and catching up. A few days later, my coworker calls me crying because they decided on a house, but made an offer with a different realtor. The wife had told my coworker that they were listing their property with this new realtor and felt it would be unfair to use my coworker, even though they'd been working together for over a month. Fast forward to last weekend, and I saw them at a local pub. I ignored their presence, didn't have anything to say to them, but... After it had a few beers, the wife decided to come say hi. I was already irritated when I saw them, so when she asked if I remembered her, I told her, Yeah, you worked with my coworker, right? Then used someone else after wasting her time? The wife got red and tried to play it off, so I told her, I'm sorry, but it's actually unethical for me to be speaking to another realtor's clients. Have a good night and excused myself. I felt kind of petty and kind of like a jerk when I remembered it a couple of days later. But seeing her stumble over her words and turn red with embarrassment when I called her out and stood up for my coworker felt good. Well, yeah, these people kind of suck. When your whole job is predicated on getting a commission and you do all the legwork and sell these people in a fabulous home, and then they go and give the commission away to some other person who didn't put in any work at all, it hurts, it's painful, and it sucks. And yeah, I'm sure you're left feeling like you just wasted a whole bunch of your time. A super discouraging experience and, I mean, frankly, those people kind of deserve to get called out for it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.